breaking news from KXAN News. That breaking news is a crash shutting down part of I-35 southbound and far north Austin near Pflugerville. Yeah, traffic at a near standstill. We have traffic anchor Erica Brenna is already tracking this early this morning, but it could be a big problem. Yeah, I mean, what we know is that there was an auto pedestrian crash on southbound 35 south of SH-45 in Pflugerville. What you're looking at right now is Parker Drive, our tech stock camera right there. There's 45 off in the distance and traffic already this early at a standstill as all traffic is being diverted onto the service road at Grand Avenue Parkway, which is closer to where that crash is. The two TxDOT cameras I do have in that section are not available at the moment because TxDOT has them unavailable with this serious crash here on southbound 35. So again, an auto pedestrian crash right near three points in Pflugerville. Do watch out for that. You'll be rerouted onto the service road. If you can use Mopac southbound or 130 this morning, that's going to be what you want to do. You can probably assume this will be an issue through the morning rush hour. Something we'll be following closely. Tom. Okay, thank you, Erica. Future property taxes that you and millions of other Texans pay every year could be decided today. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. Texas lawmakers could vote on a record property tax relief plan as early as today. The House passed its proposals out of committee just yesterday, including a $100,000 homestead exemption, cuts to school district tax rates, and limits to some property appraisal increases. After the legislature does its work, then the plan is going to be down to the ballot in November. We spoke with Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick to get a deeper look inside the deal. And he says that he's confident homeowners will see large savings as soon as this year. There were lots of ideas and it took a while to come up with the right package. And uh, so I'm, we got to where we needed to get. And you when the voters vote this October, or rather this November on the constitutional amendment, it will take effect this year. They will get mm -hmm. the savings this year of $1,250 to $1,450. Well, one measure that would have given a bonus to teachers was taken out of the final deal. But Patrick says they have $5 billion set aside for teachers in another special session, and that's October. First warning weather with meteorologist Kristen Curry. Well, good morning to you. We start with a live look outside this from South Austin. The view from our Lady Bird Johnson Wildflower Center camera showing us those low morning clouds yet again. These are not going to be dropping rain on your morning commute. It'll be dry out there on the roads. Your temperatures are warm in the upper 70s to low 80s, very similar to what we had yesterday. In fact, these numbers close to records and, and not necessarily normal. 75 is average, and right now we're 5 degrees above it here in Austin. Bass drop at 80. 82 in Lano. Overnight, they upgraded that heat advisory that we had been under for the last two days to an excessive heat warning. So that is the pink color you see. The orange continues that heat advisory for Gillespie and Blanco County, but unfortunately just a touch hotter today as we'll likely see those feels like temperatures get up to 114 in spots. Now the actual air temperature getting close to about 105 here in Austin. That's where we were the last two afternoons. Your south winds 10 to 15 15 miles per hour. Unfortunately, wildfire danger also starting to sneak up on us. We're seeing a little bit more of the hill country with high fire danger today. Most of the Austin Metro and Eastern counties in that moderate category. 
Coming up, we're going to be looking at temperatures pretty much near 105 for the next several days, which will be near records towards the later half of the seven day. But it's really the feels like temperatures that I think are a very big deal. Dangerous levels here of heat and humidity. We'll also take a look at your weekend weather preview. That's all coming up in your first morning forecast. Thank you, Kristen. A memo KXAN obtained shows, quote, drastic steps are needed to help properly staff our air traffic control tower here in Austin. The memo says only 30% of shifts over a six-week period were properly staffed. KXAN's Brianna Hollis explains how this is going to impact travelers. Nobody can get you where they're going. Most travelers feel how Sherry Williams does about delays. It's just driving me crazy. Some industry leaders say air traffic control staffing shortages, currently a problem nationwide, are contributing to widespread delays. The number of air traffic controllers, some of it very critical in major centers. The FAA is in charge of air traffic operations. At the AUS Tower, employees communicate with all aircraft within 40 miles of the airport, leading them in and out of that airspace. According to the report we obtained, AUS is shattering even, quote, high scenario travel projections as the city's population continues to grow. They're trying to do their very best, but we've got this enormous ramp up of activity and uh, we need more bodies that are going through air traffic control training. According to the FAA Air Traffic Control Workforce Plan, the target staffing standards for air traffic controllers in Austin is 51, but we only have 39 employees. Union reps asked to raise that target number back in 2018, according to the memo, and the request was still in progress until COVID hit. So they've once again asked for staffing help as they say the tower is at a, quote, critical point with employees mostly working six days a week and significant overtime to make sure all positions are covered. There's a shortage of air traffic controllers and we just need to keep our head on a swivel. Brianna Hollis, KXAN News. We asked the FAA for comment on this memo we obtained, but Hannah heard back. According to its 2023 workforce plan, it has revamped its employee training and placement process to address staffing issues. Shortage of TSA officers at the security checkpoints was another issue that Austin's airport saw last year. More than a dozen TSA agents, along with more canine units, were brought in, and that was to help with all the travel demand they were seeing out there. Last year, City's Airport Advisory Commission said Austin's airport was seriously understaffed and unable to pay a competitive wage for TSA officers. Agents said the cost of living is too high in Austin. And those challenges sparked the TSA to offer incentives last year. And just this month, TSA salaries went up to match other federal agencies as part of the omnibus appropriations bill that the president signed, and that was in December. TSA says its workers have generally been paid up to 30% less than federal counterparts. According to the agency's job posting last year, the starting pay was little more than $41,000 a year. Today's job posting shows starting pay is now up to more than $48,000. Historic flooding in Vermont to look at the damage as many roads are impassable. And a new report from Housing Works Austin is out. How much on average people in Travis County are spending on rent? Live look outside from our Kodakam, waiting on sunrise. That'll be 6.38 this morning. Got a little less than 14 hours of daylight ahead of us. Hey, more than 100 people have been rescued from floodwaters in Vermont. The capital, Montpelier, is underwater. NBC's News, uh, Kristen Dahlgren has the latest ahead of today, including the state's own governor tweeting that he was forced for him to hike due to work due to impassable roads. 
Hey there, good morning. Well, you can see the water may have receded some, but take a look. It is still just rushing through here in Montpelier, the state capital of Vermont. Across the state, still a lot of problems this morning. There are entire communities that remain cut off. There have been water rescues, more than 100 of them. There have been air rescues. And now here in Montpelier, we continue to watch a dam that's about five miles to the north. It is now at capacity. It's holding. And with a little more rain in the forecast, there is not a lot of wiggle room for any more water, which might come into these streets. So we're continuing to keep an eye on it. That's the latest from here. Back to you. Thank you, Kristen. Still ahead, how to make sure the person you are hiring is legit after a woman in Texas is facing some charges accused of faking being an attorney. Problems with drugs and homeless scams continue to plague popular East Austin Park. Why the people living nearby tell us the problem is only getting worse and they're losing faith in those in power who are supposed to be doing something about it. Good morning, a live look outside from the Circuit of the Americas. That tower lit up, some some uh, clouds overhead in the sky. We appreciate you being here with us early on on this Wednesday morning. Officers arrested a woman in Hayes County and they're charging her with pretending to be a lawyer licensed to practice in Texas. But the law firm in Dripping Springs that hired her says this is being made out to be something that it's actually not. The owner defends her, saying the woman does have experience in other states practicing law and even recently passed the Texas bar. KXN's Jayla Washington reports. Walking into the Dorothy Butler Law Firm. Uh, Jayla Washington here with KXN. We didn't expect this. So I was aware that Nicole was not a licensed attorney in the state of Texas. Nicole Humes was arrested about a week ago, charged with falsely holding oneself out as a lawyer in Hayes County last November. This isn't the notario situation that people see down on the border where somebody just decided one day, I'm going to open up shop and call myself an attorney. This woman holds a JD. She is an attorney. She practiced law for over a decade. Dorothy Lawrence says she hired her as a paralegal. Nicole actually graduated from law school. Over a decade ago, she practiced law in both Pennsylvania and Illinois prior to working with my firm. Um, she had applied for reciprocity within the state of Texas and was waiting on that. She says Humes never lied about not having a license to practice law in the state. She was not doing any work that she was unauthorized to do, to my knowledge. Still, the firm fired Humes at the end of last year. According to court documents on its website, the firm listed Humes as a senior associate attorney. Investigators also said she presented herself as co-lead attorney on a case. Humes telling police Lawrence told her to do that, which Lawrence denies. Well, I'm not surprised at all. One of the firm's former clients who filed a complaint with the state's bar association against the firm last year for dragging out a separate legal matter says he doesn't agree with how they do business. I definitely, my biggest goal out of this would just for everyone to be aware. We have an extremely strong reputation here in Dripping Springs. I actually hate that Ms. Humes is going through this situation. I don't think that what's going on right now is necessarily a fair reflection of what she is. The woman is an attorney at the end of the day. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. The Texas Board of Law Examiner's website shows Humes did pass the bar last summer. But when you look her up on the state's bar website, she's not listed as a licensed attorney. We've asked the association for clarification as to why that is. Taylor Swift's Eras Tour is still in full swing right here in the U.S., but a whole lot of fans already have their eyes towards the 2024 concerts across the world. Long queues with hundreds of thousands of fans led to familiar website glitches for Ticketmaster, forcing the ticket broker to pause sales in France. 
And Chris Wellman from Variety weighs in on why people may be getting involved internationally. Nobody doesn't want to go to these shows either out of they're a huge fan, they're curious because they've heard how great it is, or they want to resell the tickets, which we're certainly seeing happening because, uh, you know, in America, you know, things are going for 20 times the face value. Coming up on the Today Show, why some American fans say they could save money on her tour if they actually had overseas instead of buying whatever is left for the U.S. leg. Wow. The thousands of dollars required to get a ticket yeah. here. It's so. crazy to think that a ticket's that much to where it's more, you know, it, cheaper, cheaper going yeah. overseas. To book your flight. Everybody like, I've known who's gone has nothing but great things to yeah. say. That like they say it's worth every penny, but that's wow. a lot of pennies. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. That's a lot of vacation time. Too. <laughs> Let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because here at home, we are staying quiet. We've got a little bit of cloud cover, low cloud cover sitting on top of us, but those clouds will not bring us anything in the way of rain. Currently sitting at 80 degrees, but look at your feels like temperature. I mean, we haven't even begun the warm up yet, and we are looking at a feels like temperature of 85 right now. I'll show you these dew points across the state because most of us right along that I-35 corridor looking at a dew point of 70 degrees or more, and that again is, is an indicative of the, the moisture that just continues to sit on top of us. It's very humid in the morning. We get a little bit of mixing in the afternoon, but there's so much moisture that we're still feeling it even in the later part of today. So yeah, it's 105 as far as what the thermometer is going to read, but it's going to feel more like 110, 111 today. So be sure to keep that mind. If you're going to be maybe out on the lake, just because uh, your body is submerged in water doesn't mean you're not dehydrating. We want to make sure that we are drinking water even before we step outside in this kind of heat today because it'll really sneak up, sneak up on you, I should say, if you're not careful. Here's a look at those feels like temperatures area wide. I mean, there's no exceptions, unfortunately, to this miserable heat. We've got excessive heat warnings in pink and a heat advisory in orange. That heat advisory is only for Gillespie and Blanco County. The rest of us underneath that warning for feels like temperatures up to 114. I've got no rainfall in the forecast. I mean, high pressure, that big old heat dome at west continues to steer the rain up and around us. So it's completely dry in the week ahead. Our afternoon highs not moving day to day. I mean, we'll stay at about 105 each and every afternoon. Morning clouds, afternoon sunshine, and a whole lot of humidity. Just a reminder, we've got our fan drive on Friday. Looking forward to seeing you here at KXAN and our Whittlesea landscape, as well as Roger Beasley locations. You'll notice the overnight lows, too, in the upper 70s to low 80s, so don't write that off either. We're not cooling a whole lot overnight, so that is going to make it even harder for us to live safely in this heat. We're going to do our best to fight through it, Erica, because unfortunately, this is the pleasure of living in Central Texas. <laughs> Isn't it? I'm either swimming or just staying inside. All right, big traffic alert for southbound I-35 in Pflugerville. You can see the traffic here from our TxDOT camera at Parker Drive, which is just south of SH-45 up north. So giving you some perspective of what's going on. There was a person hit by a car near Grand Avenue Parkway. If you can get closer to Wells Branch Parkway and enter I-35 at that intersection, you will be able to avoid these delays. So think Mopac or 183 or, or SH-130 or using any of the side streets to try to get yourself closer to Wells Branch Parkway to avoid these delays. The odds that this is going to be an issue through your morning rush hour, 
pretty high. We are working on getting some more details from officials so we can really have a timeline on this. But with a crash like this, it's bound to be an issue for quite some time. Southbound 35 again, right near uh, Wells or Grand Avenue Parkway, Three Points Road. Watch for those heavy delays. You'll be forced to get onto the service road and then back onto the main lanes of I-35. That's why you're seeing so much traffic. Big issue that we're watching this morning. We'll be watching it close for you and giving you updates throughout the morning. Sally. Erica, thank you. Many people in Austin are paying $1,700 a month in rent. Sometimes it's more than that. And a new report from Housing Works Austin shows that that was the average rent in Travis County just last year. Yeah, sometimes a lot more. Meantime, Bashop in Caldwell County saw the biggest rent increases in Central Texas. In Caldwell County, the average rent went up nearly 20% from 2021 to 2022. As people are being uh, priced out of the, the central areas in the region, moving into places like Bastrop and Caldwell County, we're seeing those rents are kind of following them as well. We'll soon have a better idea of how many affordable units are being built in Austin. Housing Works is publishing its strategic housing blueprint scorecard later this month. KXA investigators discovered Austin pipes leaked enough drinking water to fill Lady Bird Lake nearly three times, and this was last year. This is from data from the Texas Water Development Board. City pipes lost more than 6.9 billion gallons, gallons of drinkable water last year, 400 million gallons more than the year before. But it is still less than the city's all-time high of 7.3 billion gallons leaked in 2020. Austin Water says some water loss is unavoidable in a system of this size. Says that the system's water losses are still within a satisfactory range. These leaks can start for a variety of reasons, mainly due to aging infrastructure. And there are cities in Texas that are faring far worse than Austin's. You can just check out investigator David Barrera's full story right now on KXAN.com under the investigation tab. All right, as we move along this morning, Texas has its first human case of West Nile disease this year, and we're seeing this in Dallas County. People can get the virus through a bite from the infected mosquitoes, and most people exposed to the virus do not get sick, but about 20% can have a headache, a fever, muscle, joint aches, nausea, and fatigue. Now, in the rare but serious cases like West Nile, it can cause neck stiffness, disorientation, tremors, paralysis, even death. Texas officials say there were 42 cases of West Nile last year and seven deaths. West Nile is in central Texas, but there's no human cases reported. In Travis County, the first confirmed positive mosquito sample was found in East Austin. In Williamson County, four samples came back positive this year. One at Blue Hole Park in Georgetown and three others in Gerald. This next story has a lot of people shaking their head. The U.S. Postal <laughs> Service tells KXAN it is stopping mail delivery to homes in the Travis Heights neighborhood in South Austin. The agency says it is protecting its mail carriers from a hawk. Axios first reporting and originally saying that the hawk attacks several neighbors here in Austin. A local bird group says tree damage from this year's ice storm may be why. Trees fell down, trees had to be taken out. A lot of trees had to be trimmed way back, lost limbs and things. And it could be that hawks and other um, birds are having to choose different nesting sites or perhaps like not ideal nesting sites, maybe um, places that are closer to homes. Now, since hawks are a federally protected species, the Postal Service said it contacted Austin Animal Control and the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department. 
for help. Now, in the meantime, neighbors have to pick up their mail at the post office. Can you even imagine? 27 years ago, Texas stunned heavy favorite Nebraska to win the first ever Big 12 title game. And now they get set for one last go around. And it starts with media day up in Arlington. Noah Gross has a preview. Every Big 12 media day seems to have a lot of talking points, but this one in particular seems to have a lot of buildup. Remember last year, Texas and Oklahoma, we're talking about that eventual SEC move. Now we know it's coming next year, and this is going to be their last time here at Big 12 media days. For the Longhorns, they've been in this conference since its inception back in 1996, first Big 12 media days up in St. Louis. Now as they get set for their final one, they'll bring head coach Steve Sarkeesian, of course, to meet with the media on Wednesday, as well as five of their biggest name players. Quarterback Quinn Ewers looking for that bounce back second season in Burn Orange and a couple of his favorite weapons in Xavier Worthy and Jordan Whittington, a couple of the leaders on the offensive side of the ball. On the defensive side, the preseason Big 12 player of the year, Jalen Ford, who's really emerged as the leader for Texas as well as Pflugerville Connolly grad Jade Barron will all talk to the media on Wednesday. Now remember, Texas picked to win the Big 12 conference for the first time since 2009. They sure would like to be back on this field for the Big 12 championship game in December. For now in Arlington, Noah Gross, KXAN News. Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.